Blog Talk Radio. The homeless are still homeless. The poor are still poor. Yet we find billions of dollars to fund senseless war. And yes, we're fighting terrorism. What about the quiet racism? Dividing among ourselves. Somebody's crying for help. Heaven is listening. Heaven is watching. Heaven knows. And they may not play this on the radio. Cause the devil don't want you to know. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. This has been an extraordinary day, not just regular. It's been an extraordinary day. As we move closer to January, and I don't even care if they, you know, hold the money and say, he can't have an inauguration because he's not the president. He is the president, and uh, we will act according. Um, Have you ever wondered uh, how it might feel to be waiting for your indictment, <laughs> knowing that the election has just sealed your fate, and you're going to have to now answer for all of your crimes that you have committed, those before you were elected and those while you were elected. Uh, wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Unbuzzed Press I'm your host, Bishop L.J. Guillory, and like I said, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, uh, lots of things have happened, lots of things are going on, and one of the things I like to say is uh, I have been excited uh, today because I've had an opportunity to be uh, here at the Compton Airport where thousands were fed and hundreds received gifts and toys for their family, Uh, though I am no longer on the board of Tomorrow's Aeronautical Museum, uh, and I do not support uh, the board as it stands. I will say that I do support giving and making sure that children get toys for Christmas, and many of the people who donated, donated because we've been doing this for more than 20 years. So uh, though I did not uh, go over and Uh, make peace with Robin Petgrave, and though I did not stand for the photo op, I was there at the airport uh, at my hangar, uh, and the people were waving because they know me, and uh, it was nice to see the children smile and the children in glee, and um, I want to thank Reginald King, who made the great tacos with um, the taco uh, uh, trucks that came out and fed the people. Uh, it was amazing. It was it was really amazing. The line was around, uh, all the way down Alondra, 
uh, all the way turning the corner, all the way down Wilmington, as the people lined up uh, to get uh, and receive their blessings. Uh, and there were many organizations that have participated for years. Want to give a great big shout out to Deborah, who uh, really started this. Roddy Rich, uh, the rapper from Compton, whose label uh, participated and donated. Want to thank uh, City Councilwoman um, Tana McCoy, who uh, whose name was also used uh, to bring. People, nonprofits, and, and, and companies, Mattel Toys, and others that participate and have been participating for years. You know, the, the, the saddest thing is when you fight, uh, sometimes, you know, you, there are casualties. And uh, I want to let you know that Bishop is bigger than, uh, than just the title. Uh, whatever is good for the people, uh, I will always support. And I will not stand in opposition of getting uh, what's needed to the people. As many of you know that tomorrow's Aeronautica Museum, uh, their nonprofit status has been suspended. Uh, we are still in court uh, for malfeasance of uh, funds that we raised uh, uh, that I contested uh, that should not be allowed to be spent in manners in which they were being spent. So uh, we will we will continue that fight, but we would not allow that to put a hamper. Uh, on what we give to the kids and what kids receive based on our relationships that we've had for years uh, with our community. And they have become – kids are – you know, one thing about kids, it's just like uh, you if you have a divorce and, uh, you know, mom and dad decide, you know, to go their separate ways. Uh, should that affect the kids? I mean, should it affect Christmas? Should it affect their birthdays? Should it affect uh, them going to the games uh, and having their parents supportive of them uh, at the games, those are the things that you have to think about when you are in a position and you are doing things that um, affect other people, your kids. You know, you have to you have to say, hey, I'm bigger. Even though me and dad or me and mom are not talking, uh, we're still both supportive of you, of you. And uh, that's what I did today. Is I was still supportive of community and of those kids that receive the toys and I refuse to not be a part of watching them and that smile that that kid got when he got his football or basketball or you know the toy and you know many people would think that well hey uh you know they don't need that yes they do kids need all of the the Toys and things that they can they can get their hands on, and I feel good about us supporting, uh, especially at, at this day and time, where uh, where uh, you know parents have um, parents have have financial issues, and you know whether you like it or not, there are there are a number of of um, Parents that can't afford those those toys, and we want to make sure that those kids get the toys that they expect to play and to be able to to uh, uh, excuse me enjoy life as a kid. You know, yes, I'm doing. <laughs> Two things at one time. 
I have a sneezing uh, spell. Uh-uh, I need to stop. So, as I was saying, uh, that took place today, and I was excited. I've had a rough week, to say the least. Had a rough week, but I'm still standing. Uh, a couple of days ago, on Thursday, I got a phone call that uh, our buddy, our friend, my homeboy twice, we used to tell people in public that we were homeboys twice. Many of you know that I bought the C.H. Daniels um, High School in Center, Texas, to convert it to be a college for the first time. C.H. Daniels uh, was an old colored school. And um, right around the corner is uh, a, a community of African Americans that have been there since uh, the Emancipation, Pro- Emancipation Proclamation was signed uh, three years later, and they were released from the plantations, a uh, community uh, called Center, Texas. So, um, Tiny Liston, uh, we call him, his real name is uh, Tommy Jr., Tommy Liston Jr., uh, he passed away. And uh, you all know him as Debo from Fridays and Friday next, Friday, Friday after next. <clears throat> he passed away. We got a call Thursday. Uh, the sheriffs were sent over to his here in California. And uh, he was uh, pronounced dead. Uh, and the autopsy has been conducted now. We believe that it is COVID-19 related. Um, and uh, so a prayer to his mother and his brother. Uh, his mother is in Center, Texas. His brother is in Houston. And I uh, just want to tell people that, you know, hey, this is real. And there's been a lot of people that have uh, passed and not made it. We want to continue to support the medical scientists who are trying to find a cure and trying to do what's necessary to save many more Americans from uh, illness and from an untimely death. So please, whatever you do, take the necessary precautions, wear your mask, wash your hands, And if you don't have to be in the way, stay out of the way. Simple as that. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So it's been a couple of days since you heard from me, right? Or should I say a couple of days since you heard from me live. So we're live right now. And as I said, I have had a very busy day. Busy, busy, busy. And I hope that you're having a very busy, busy week. And end of the month as well. It is holiday season. Happy Kwanzaa to our Jewish, our Israeli uh, friends out there. Uh, Happy holidays to our uh, non-Jewish participants. And happy Kwanzaa uh, coming up for all of our African Americans. 
And I want to let you know that Kwanzaa is a very important holiday for many of us, uh, for me, of course, you know, Afrocentric bishop, you know. Uh, it is a day that we practice from the 25th, the day after Christmas, until New Year's. And uh, pretty much like Hanukkah, we uh, celebrate the tradition. And right now, everybody should be really embracing their family. So I hope that you are around family. I hope you are embracing family. I hope you are loving on family. I hope that you recognize that, you know, uh, every day uh, isn't promised. So uh, it would behoove us to try to love each other as much as we can. And uh, since tomorrow isn't promised, uh, just as today wasn't, you know, uh, thanking the creator and loving the creator and uh, loving your family and letting them know that, right, letting them know that. Uh, I want to also uh, put a, a little bug in your ear. I was talking to uh, the airport manager, and he says, Bishop, I want you to meet my wife. While, while this event was going on And he brought his wife over to me And she says Bishop I've heard so much about you I said please don't believe it's true uh, Please 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 She says oh no it was good I said then really don't believe it's true She says no She says I told my husband I really wanted to meet you For all the things he's told me I says oh my goodness the, I'm For real <laughs> Well, believe it or not, I told her, I said, thank you for sharing your husband with us. She said, Bishop, when he comes home, many of the stories that he tells me about you, he has so much respect and love for you. He says, she said that, you know, when we were going through our toughest times, you had told him something and he came and he said, but it could be worse. You know, look at the bright side. Their home burned down last year completely. They lost everything. And because they were renting, FEMA didn't give them a dime. This was during the fires. Uh, And I didn't know that if you didn't own your home, that it was what it was. But they had an electrical fire. So I guess FEMA immediately told them they were not in the fire uh, area. So they were exempted from the FEMA uh, fire uh, reimbursement or support or aid. And I told her, I said, that's absolutely not the truth. <laughs> that's a natural catastrophe that's that is that is okay that's natural that's something that is you know but i told her i said i never knew about this fire she said no but when it happened you were talking to my husband and you told him that no matter how bad things are for you they're much worse for someone else and without even knowing it you told him that as long as we are alive, 
then we are blessed. Truly, we are. And you know, you know how sometimes people are blessed to know you, but you're also blessed to know them. And sometimes you can say something to someone because God has put it on your heart to say it. And sometimes you don't even know why you're saying it, but you just say it because that's what God, because you're obedient to God. Well, we're going to help them because that's what we do. But more importantly, to know that he, his wife, and their one child have been surviving a whole entire year without living under the same roof, without going to sleep at night in the same house. They've been displaced separately, him with his parents and her with her family. Well, those are the things that we can do something about. Because God has given us the resources to do so. When you're sitting at home and you're listening to this, just recognize whatever you've gone through, whatever you're going through, somebody has it a little bit worse. And the fact that we're all alive and breathing, God has given us a special privilege that some people don't have. So love your family, love on them, and appreciate still being here to apologize, to make new memories, and to enjoy one another, at least for the day that we have. Hey, man, that's my, <clears throat> that's my thought. So we're all going through a little this and that, you know, things that I, you know, we're not going to have that. Big, big dinner and all of the parties, you know, and lots of people who drink. Uh, they're not going to be able to go and fall out <laughs> at the Christmas party and show out. But just think about it. We're still standing. We're still standing. And I am really, really proud and happy to be a part of, you know, knowing that I voted to fire Donald J. Trump. I voted to fire him. And I feel so bad for all of my friends who are still thinking that there might be a chance that he can convince somebody or some judge to overturn what the people have said. But if the majority of the people because I, I remember what he said. If I get the majority vote, I don't care what the electoral vote is. The people would want me, and that's what this is going to happen. Or there's going to be consequences. Well, the majority of the people said no. Go home. Go go somewhere. And his buddy Russia, his buddy Putin in Russia, should welcome him. You know, and he should be happy to go to Russia and continue his work with Russia. You know, it's just interesting to me how a man who is the president of the United States, in every conversation that I remember him having with the United Nations and with the G6, 7, 8, 9, whatever they are now, he was always advocating for Russia. 
to be a part of. I found that a little bit peculiar. I did. I did. Particularly when there were issues that were grave issues that uh, uh, affected and, and was affecting America. So uh, they can call him Sleepy Joe if they want to. It looked like he put him to sleep. You know, there was a cartoon character, I mean, a cartoon uh, in one of the papers, and it had had uh, uh, Joe Biden in a fighting stance in the, inside the ring, and they had Trump knocked out, and they said, now you know why they called me Sleepy Joe. <laughs> I loved it. It was very nice. I liked that one. That was a good one. Now you know why they called me Sleepy Joe. Put you to sleep. So... I hope that we put to sleep all of this crazy stuff that's been going on and we move forward with uh, coming together as a, as an American company, uh, corporation, you know, uh, and a lot of times when you have a corporation, people that uh, want to see a different direction. But uh, for, for, for me, I would like to see us come together. I would like to see us work together. I would like to see, you know, and I, and I know that a lot of the 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 hatred and uh, a lot of the division, it's real, it's authentic, uh, and I can thank Donald J. Trump for bringing a lot of the uh, hatred to the forefront. It's no longer hidden in the back closets. You know, we know it exists. You know. Many of you probably were surprised to see how many of your close friends uh, and family members uh, differ from your uh, beliefs. <laughs> and uh, I am so sure that there are many, many, many Republicans that are embarrassed by uh, the Republican elected officials taking positions that are completely different from our beliefs uh, as uh, Republicans. Uh, I was a little bit surprised that it went as far as it did with the Republican House and Senate saying that they refused to acknowledge an American election and even calling that it may not be a fair process and they even some of them even as late as yesterday said that they still support Trump's uh, efforts to overturn uh, the will of the people now these are not words that I'm putting in their mouths these are words that they themselves uh, said and, and you know and actually believe that overturning the will of the people so that the party can continue the work of Donald J. Trump, to me, is a slap in the face uh, for those veterans. We always talk about the patriots. Well, there are patriots who uh, died for democracy in other countries. So to now know that there are people who uh, are willing to uh, subvert even the the 
will of the people here, that concerns me greatly. That that concerns me greatly. So <clears throat> I uh, I hope that in the very near future somebody can can tell them that uh, it's over, and I hope that they can say, you know what, we've played this game long enough. And let's get back down to the brass tacks of, of making money and pushing uh, our American agenda to build other nations and our own. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. So now that I have ranted and raved, uh, that was pretty nice. Uh Colin is getting fed. Little Colin there. President Colin. <laughs> Can't wait for him to come around. That's going to be beautiful. A little young man come up and know what to do. Uh, there are so many things that I wanted to talk about. Um, so let's start. Let's get down to it. There is a... There is a need for uh, us to move quickly. I wanted to get um, one of my dear young men on the phone and on the radio. So I'm going to have him to get right on into it and let's let's knock it down. We have a lot of things to talk about. Lots of things to talk about. I want to let you know that Isaiah Cooper uh, and his mom have written a book and uh, we're going to have her on the show soon. Uh, we're going to be uh, addressing some of the issues that uh, transpired with Isaiah Cooper. Uh <clears throat> We were elated to have a preview of the book, uh, so we want to uh, let you know in February, February of 2021, we hope to be having that that book come out. Uh, that book would be amply named "When Doves Fly." And tongues lie. Ooh. And the tongue is shaped like a mouth, or should I say the, the, the snake's tongues are shaped like a mouth. You have to look at it. That's going to be a real exciting cover. Um, so we're going to have her on to talk a little bit about that. Um, so... Uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, that is going to be very, very, very exciting. And we're looking forward to uh, to having her on. And uh, that's, that's the story of a single mom raising a son. And as many of you know, uh, at 16 years old, uh, he was reported to have flown around 
the continental United States. However, he did not have a physical, which is uh, the the protocol, and uh, he was allowed to enter the plane, and uh, he was not given the opportunity to complete his world mission uh, to fly around the world. And he is now 21 years old. And uh, as many of you know, that's what started my fight with uh, Robin Petgrave at the Tomorrow's Aeronautica Museum, to which I was a board member at the time. So uh, I'm glad that I'm not the only one who uh, is fighting to make sure that those wrongs be made right. So we'll be having her on the show real soon, uh, and I'm excited about that, just to let you know. Very excited about that. Uh, what else can I tell you before we get started? Uh, people don't really know Okay, so many of you Let's see here What is going on Oh, I have some exciting Exciting news So, um And (laughs) I want you guys to have this This is so important Um Here we go. Hello, Miss Connie. How are you? Fine, are you? Great, great, great. Listen, I was telling our uh, listening audience, uh, in February, we are going to be having you on the show. And I just wanted to let them know that you have put together something that is going to really, really help a lot of single mothers and give you an opportunity to, to kind of tease them a little bit about what you got cooking. So what I got cooking is hot, juicy, self-teaching, um, I would say, or encouraging a book coming out about a single parent, which is myself, trying to raise a successful son. And let me tell you, people, she absolutely did that. Um, Mrs. Knox is a black queen who raised her son in the city of Compton. And he is now 21 years old. And uh, my mother used to say that to be able to do that is a phenomenon because there are a lot of parents that have to bury their children and are going death row to see their children by the age of 21. So I want to first commend you on the hard work and the great efforts to do what you have done. Uh, Your son is in the history books. And that's the one thing that can't be taken away from him is that uh, he is definitely in the history books. And I think there's a whole lot 
that you have to say about how he got there and about what happened after he got there. And we want to just tease the people a little bit to let them know in a couple of months your new book will be hitting the shelves and you will be signing them and going around the country. And we want to let you know, Blog Talk USA, the Ombudsman Press Show, we're going to give you uh, as much press as we can to help people recognize that you are going to be there, where you're going to be, and how they can get their copy on your book. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's it's a long journey, but, you know, it's exciting, and and hopefully um, my book will, you know, touch someone's life, and, uh, you know, that might be going through something similar to what I went through or what Isaiah went through, um, you know, and hopefully it uplifts someone to let them know that, you know, they're not alone, and, and your voice can't be heard. Yes. You know, I think that when uh, we talk about all of the success stories that have come out of, of Compton, uh, Roddy Rich uh, apparently did come to the airport today. Uh, I was gone, of course. Uh, but it was really nice to see the children receiving presents and the hard work that we put in for over 20 years to build such a relationship with the community that the community itself had become dependent on. Uh, I was talking to Deborah and a few other people that uh, came over and visited with me after you left, and they were saying, Bishop, uh, why aren't you over on the other side? I said, listen, all that matters to me is that the kids get the presence. All that matters to me is that the rights that were right, continue, but the wrongs be made right. We have to right the wrongs. And what occurred with Isaiah and a number of other kids need to be corrected. And that's what I'm going to stand for. But as far as seeing good things that people will bring because of the hard work that we did to lay a foundation, I don't hold that against the community, and as I told the, 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 the uh, people who organized today, you know, uh, I'm not mad at you. I'm, 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 I'm excited that a platform was built, that we have a place where everybody knows, okay, you go here, this is where you do it, you know, and the lines were around the corner to receive presents. And I think that the people know that um, this is a foundation that has been built for many, many years of of you volunteering, of other parents volunteering, and of the legacy that has been uh, written in blood, sweat, and tears from Isaiah and others. So uh, it was a great day for me. As the people drove by and waved, I just waved and told them, love you. Love you, and it was it was so weird to see, you know, even the young man. Uh, I can't think of his name. You remember the young man that was a chef, Marshall. Marshall came over, gave me a big hug. Oh, he made Robin so bad because he just said he really, you know, 
And I was like, wow, he brought his girlfriend over, you know, and uh, it was exciting to me because, you know what, I started thinking about it like this. If you get a divorce, the kids still love both parents. Yes, they do. And, you know, I did not divorce the community, and I did not divorce, you know, uh, my protégés and the people that that I saw that could um, look at what happened and say somebody in their family, like you said, the male, somebody is going to say, no, you're not going to do that to my kid, right? I'm going to continue to fight to make sure that justice be done. But at the same token, I'm still going to smile when I see kids get toys and when I see people that are able to benefit from the foundation that we laid. I don't want the foundation to be tore up. I just want people that justice to be there. Simple as that. Simple as that. But uh, I was excited to see you. and I, I'm just, you know, I love Compton. I love the people of Compton. And I love the fact that, you know, this is my hometown, and I'm still working to make things happen. I know. I, I ran across Bishop last, I mean, not Bishop, um, Marshall last month. Um, him and uh, James and Isaiah and a few others met up there. At the airport um, Because they hadn't seen each other in a while And so then Isaiah Calls me up there and um, I seen Marshall I was happy to see him That he's doing well You know that all of them is doing well And I had shared with them That I had A book that I was writing And They were excited They were like we can't wait to read it I said yeah I know He said what is it about? And I said, me raising Isaiah. So they was like, yeah, 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 we can't wait to read it. <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, yeah. I said, it's a, it's a truth book. I said, so I'm I'm telling the truth, you know. I said, it's not just about him. It's also, you know, about me, what I endured and how I felt, you know, uh, about um, just different things. And so... Um, They were very excited, you know, to know that I was doing that. And they always, you know, said, let us know when it comes out so we can support, you know, or we can, you know, maybe put it on our Facebook or Instagram. And I said, sure. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to want to read because it's going to be a bestseller. It's going to be a bestseller. And, uh, you know, you being a very protective mother of one child, your only child, I think it's going to have more of an impact because there are going to be so many people that are going to understand uh, why you asked the right questions, why you asked uh, to have attorneys to read contracts, where most people that only have a, a very little time and they have six kids and uh, uh, they are um, they are working going to school and trying to raise their children, they don't have the time to focus as much as you could focus uh, on asking the right questions with just one child. You know, uh, I know it's needed. I know that it's, it's very much needed, 
and I'm very, very proud of it. And I can't wait to read the book. No people she has not allowed me to read it. No, I wouldn't. Just show them the 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 prototype and read a little insert, you know, so that he can, you know, get a wait everybody else. A teaser. And you guys are not gonna even get that. All you're gonna get is to know that it's coming soon and it's well, well, well thought out and it was put out uh, by the mother of a young man who set a precedent that you can make it if you put your mind to it. So that's all the teasing I'm going to give you guys on that. Is there anything else you want to say? Because i got to wait till February. Is there anything <laughs> that you want to say before you go? No, no, I don't. Yeah. I just, what I, I do hope is no matter – you know, if it's uh, a young adult uh, or a current uh, mother or father, you know, I just feel like a lot of parents, when you um trying to get, like, you know, in some industry or whatever, those old um, movies like New Edition and all of those, movies that you go back and you watch how, like, the parents, you know, was super um, naive and didn't know, you know, and wanted their sons or daughters to be successful. So they didn't, you know, they trusted um, managers and and whomever that, you know, that they were going to do their, their child right and justice. And I think that us as parents, need to go back and really look at pictures like that and understand that really and truly you are the only one that is going to protect your child. And we need to start critical thinking. And just because we don't have, you know, the money um, or we think that we don't have access to a lawyer, you, you, you can, if it takes time, and you have to raise the money or either just, um, you know, save the money. Don't be in a rush to do anything uh, when it comes to signing on the dotted line. That's right. That's right. All right. You know, that's important because, you know, protection, protecting the kids, uh, and they are children, and the parents should always be there. The parents should have uh, legal counsel. To, to, to look at a uh, contract in the recording industry, you know, you they have to provide an attorney that you choose in order for you to sign the contract. So for anything else, it should be the same way as well. We've got to look into the labor laws for children because I believe that that's, that might be an untapped uh, uh, resource that we never looked into, the fact that contracts were uh, presented to children without uh, attorneys being uh, 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 counseled uh, or consulted, and also even yourself when you brought it up. But those are things that they're going to have to worry, wait till the book come up before they get to asking those type of questions. Guess what? We got something for you in February, so stay tuned. Ms. Knox, thanks for being a part of the show tonight. And I'm not, I didn't tell them the title of your book. Would you like to share that? 
Yes, the title of the book is called When Doves Fly and Tongues Lie. Mm. Wow. Well, these doves are going to cry. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Keep it going. Appreciate you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you so much. Okay. You're listening to the Unbuzzing Pressure. Good night. Uh, You're listening to the Unbuzzing Pressure. I'm your host, Bishop L.J. Guillory. And guess what? Uh, That was a very close, I call her my baby mama, because the young man became like a son of mine. And I really, really, really uh, can't wait for uh, her book to uh, hit the uh, stores and people recognize that. Wow, is all I can say. Wow, wow, wow. Um, You can't victimize the community and think that they're just going to go away. Well, we got another one. This must be Mr. Mike from the city of Compton. Willie, what's going on with Mike? How's it going? How's it going? Welcome to the Amazing Press Show. So uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with you, bud. Oh, man, I'm just hanging right now. Make sure it's got me some food. I'm just chilling, just enjoying my day. Great day. Right. Right. So Roddy Rich did come to the airport, we were told. Uh, And I said, wonderful, you know. Uh, I had left already. Uh, But I have gotten phone call after phone call. It seems that people are starting to question, hey, wait a minute, is Mike really going to run for mayor? Is Mike really going to run for mayor? I said, well, yeah, it appears that way. So can you, on this show, definitively say whether or not you're going to do The people are asking you to do this, you know, and uh, have you decided yet whether you're going to whether you're going to do it or not? I mean, I know that everybody is just saying, come on, Mike, please, come back. We want you to do this. And we had talked about it, and I said, you know what, Mike, maybe now is not right, to, not the right time. And you were saying, well, you know, hey, you know, you go and talk to your mom and talk to your, you know, God and, and, and you know, find out if this was the right thing. You know, uh, it seems to me that the people will not let you just sleep. They're chasing you down, and they're asking you, and they're asking you, and they're asking you. I know you can't keep saying no, so what do you think? Yeah, I just, when I sat down and after talking to, you know, my family and understanding and talking to myself and knowing there's nothing more important to me than being there for my city and, and coming back, like I said I was going to do, you know, I, I, I made a, 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 a self-promise um, that I'm going to do this and I'm going to run and I'm going to run and make it happen. So, yes, Mike Willie will run for mayor of Compton. Nothing more exciting. Wow. Well, the people, the people asked you, the people begged you, the people talked to you, and wow, I knew you couldn't keep saying no. I just knew you couldn't keep saying no. So it would be official. And you heard it first right here on the Unbuzzing Press Show. Uh, you know, it, it, let's let's give our listeners, worldwide listeners, a little bit about this. Okay, number one, Mike was born and raised in the city of Compton. Mike was able to get himself through high school and get himself uh, to the University of of Arizona, uh, 
That's right. ASU. ASU. So, yeah. so then he decided that he wanted to be in the NFL. And now he is an alumni of not only the Ravens, but also the Chargers. And Chargers, as you know, are now a Los Angeles-based football franchise. And uh, so for him to come back to the city to which he was born and raised and become the mayor is exciting for us, is exciting for the city, it's exciting for all of the people that say, you know, hey, we need, we need somebody to bring us together. Mike, uh, when I talked to you, you talked about the fact that you wanted to be the people's uh, mayor. You wanted to get this back for the people. Tell us a little bit about what what that means to you, uh, bringing the people together. Uh, bringing people together is just that's, just, that's just what my life was consisted of, and me making it to the next level. So, you know, my mom working with, you know, my, you know, my friends, moms, and letting me hang around the right kids and make, letting me be in the right environments. That's what it was all about. So being in a, a community of a building, that's what I'm about. So me knowing that and understanding how to be a team player and knowing what a team is about, a professional team at that, a championship team at that, you know, I just wanted to bring those efforts and those ideas to the table of confidence so we can you can make us take a step forward and get what we want and, you know, live how we need, you know, clean our streets like how we need to clean them. So that means the world to me is just bringing the people together on the same movement of cleaning the streets and cleaning our community there, you know, making things a brighter day. Because Compton always is the one to brighten the day, and this is our time to rebuild. So, so you had mentioned that you're not a politician, that you're not going to come here or come back and try to, uh, you know, be the politician. You just want to bring the community together and let the people who work for the city uh, do their jobs. Yeah. And you're not here to run for, you know, a higher public office. You're not here to get rich. You're not here to – you're here to give back to the community. That's, yeah. that, that, that's what I heard, and that's what really just touched my heart is when you're saying, you know, if I do this, I have to do this. Because it's for the people. I'm winning. The, I'm winning for the people to yeah. give the power back to the people. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I heard heard was that, you know, you wanted to make sure that the people knew that as a mayor, it's like being the dad of the house. But you made an analogy about being the captain of the football team, yeah. and the captain doesn't play all of the positions, but the captain just keeps everybody together. And you kept talking about the analogies of football. I think that's going to be probably one of your best uh, attributes that you bring to the cities because we've seen so much division and, and, and we've seen so much uh, separatism and we've seen so much the, uh, uh, us versus them and and who's from here and who's not from here. And you're just saying, hey, let's all work together and get the job done. Let's come together where they have weak. When you told me, you said, hey, let's say it don't matter. It don't matter if this person over here is weak, we're going to all help them, and they're going to be strong because we're a team. Tell me a little bit about what football has uh, done to help you understand the importance of teamwork. What football taught me, it taught me, is to value each player, you know, value each player that's on that starting lineup because we all have a, a, some, a agenda. We all have something to do. So just me understanding that there are players that 
that make plays and they can do their job. People on you know on the on the council on the teams around the community making it better, they're held accountable for making things happen. You know, and and there is an urgency on things because you have to win a championship and you have to move forward. You have to make progress. So me learning about teammates and teammates working together and knowing that coaching and knowing that you need help, not that's not saying that you don't know something, but having help is, is always good because you're taking a step forward. So just knowing that teamwork and having a strong team that wins championships, that's how I move through life with my business endeavors and with how I, you know, work with my family, knowing that, you know, you always stick together. And so that's what football has taught me. It's just a family environment. It's always a family and team environment. You know, you value your players. If you adjust players, that's cool, but it's still a team. I said, wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, um, there are so many people. There are so many people. Um, there's so many. Okay, I'm, I'm getting these. Okay, I'm getting these text messages. Um, Mike, when you played football and you played against, let's say, someone that you played against when you were in uh, uh, college or high school, but you were on the NFL team now, and you've seen that person, and they're not on your team, do you still have what, what, what kind of competitive? Um, Strategy? Do you come up with when you're playing? Uh, can you we question that for me one time, please? I said when you when you when you were on the NFL field, yeah. and you were playing someone that you had played uh, the opponent the uh, opposite, but you yeah. know somebody on that team that you either played in high school or either in college or or you know at the time you had played them before. How does yeah. that help you, or what is your mindset? When you get out there and you're playing against them, when when you're playing a team, you're playing a team. You know you you know they got good players, they definitely got good players, but you don't really focus on that because you have a you have a mission. You definitely have a mission, and you have your team. You know, and and we know teamwork works. So if your team has that has that going, then you know I'm not really worrying about the, the opposite team. Because it's all at the end of the day, we're all playing a game, and it's all a respect. And at the end of the day, we're going to shake hands, and we're going to go, like, "Hey, that was a great game." You know, like that's crazy. Like you, you, you know, good game, good game. After all them lion roars and going back and forth, it's, it's all about that too. But then it goes to, oh, respect, respect. You know, you know, because in the game, you're not trying to break his leg. You're not trying to do this or do that. You know, at the end of the day, we know it's a game. We're trying to score more touchdowns, get more points. You know, do this and do that and make it happen. But at the end of the day, when it's zero zero on the clock, there's a handshake and there's a, hey, good game, buddy. Or you like, hey, man, you crazy or whatever it is. And it always ends like that in this type of, you know, in a, in a, in a great game with the, you know, with the Patriots playing somebody, you know, thinking about the Patriots and the Chargers. You know, I love the Chargers. And that organization is always respectable. So, you know, moving like those organizations. But, you know, it's all love and it's all about, you know, Achieving that agenda, and this agenda is helping Compton grow, helping Compton get what it needs for its community. You know, jobs. You know, every, you know, I can go in depth, but it's about the love that's leading the ship. That's all it's about. And dealing with an opponent, we're focusing on the goal. That's what we're doing. Yeah, 
So when when you sat down and you were talking to the community leaders that were that came to you to ask you to run, and you said you would sit down and you invited me and several different other people to to assess the situation. And one of the remarkable things that I heard is that you told them that, you know, um, this is their campaign. And when I looked at the names that you chose for your for your committee, um, I was I was taken aback. I was like, wow. I mean, that 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 speaks volumes because uh, most people, it's all about me, my, and I. And from the inception, you made sure that. Everyone knew your, your your committee name is Compton Elect Mike Willie for Mayor 2021. Um, Compton, the people elect you for mayor, not you running for mayor, not you electing yourself, not you. And I think that after everything that everybody has been through in politics this the last few years, there really are tired of people exerting themselves. Is that is that one of the things that made you take so long before you would agree to run? Yeah, I just had to make sure, you know, that, that it was the right thing to do because I do have those attributes to, to always help the team. And my attributes to help yeah. confidence is going to help I just, I just can't wait. It gets me so excited. You know, I'm so excited, but Knowing that, you know, it's God's work. I have to keep my faith in God. You know. Right. So, I know that there's tons of people that keep texting me with different questions and and things that they want to want me to elaborate on. Um, when you met with your pastor and he told you that, you know, yeah, uh, he believed that, you know, this would was a godsend. And uh, you decided that you would do this. Um, you did pray about it, so that's the reason why you came to that conclusion. What do you think is going to be the greatest thing that you're going to bring back to the city of Compton? I'm going to bring the homegrown product of Compton back to bring bring connections, bring collaborations that rebuild and really help Compton and really give the benefit to Compton, you know, not taking from Compton. You know, right. not an outsider, not an outsider, an insider, someone that's born and raised, you know, have friends in Compton, you know, couldn't have made it without Compton. So what I'm going to bring is just a sincere relationship with the community, connecting the community, you know, from the school board to all the operations around the city. You know, right. You know, this is not a me thing. It's not about me because every team I've been on has not been about me. I just bring what I can do well. And what mm-hmm. I can do is respect my elders. I can respect the information they have for the youngsters. I can respect the youngsters knowing what they want and what, what can be different, you know. So having that middle piece to understand all the sides and being able to listen, that's what I'm bringing to the table. Someone sincere to every every spoken spoken word in the city where it comes to rebuilding and upgrading the city. So that's what I'm bringing to Compton, a sincere Mike Willie. Wow. You said something, uh, bring back 
the connection between and the working relationship between the school district and the city. That is something that's most paramount. Restoring this pride in Compton, you know, restoring the pride. You know, it's about, you know, Compton and Compton is a strong Compton. They know it's around the, around the world. So restoring that pride in Compton, that's, that's what it's about, really. You know, Compton is a proud Compton, and a lot of people have made it to a successful arena because of Compton and being raised by Compton attitude. So um, Compton is who I love, and that's why I'm back in my city, you know. And, and I will have the strongest teammates, the strongest players that care about the championship, that care about the fans, care about the, you know, the the unit that's helping, you know, caring about the sponsors, caring about everyone. This is a group project. That's how projects succeed. So besides that, yeah. So, Mike, when you when you think about, okay, so. You've had the fame, you've made the money, you've done all the things that people do. When when you look at all the things that you were able to accomplish, uh, what do you think now when you, you know, for you to become the mayor? I mean, you know, here you are, the NFL, every young kid that gets a football when he's in elementary school, dreams of becoming a part of that elite fraternity of the NFL. You did that. Yeah, that that was fun. It's always about bringing the charges back to, you know, you bring your your professional (laughs) team back to your hometown. That's that's what you have to do. Wow. Wow. It's all about that connection with the community. Chargers, Chargers helped me. That was my my dream job, and there's a lot of people that would love to go to NFL. That's their dream job, but just you know, being back and helping. That's what it's about, and bringing bringing the excitement to to achieve those goals. That's what it's about. Wow. Wow. I'm excited. Well, you know, I'm going to have um, a lot of young people. Uh, to reach out and, and, and support your candidacy. Uh, you know, my uh, nephew uh, was the youngest city council member uh, in, uh, in Detroit. Uh, he is the state representative, an inkster. Uh, he announced uh, uh, on this show that he was running. Uh, he was a very young, 18-year-old, who decided that he wanted to do that. And at 21, he was one of the youngest uh, state legislators. Uh, and uh, so Michigan, and uh, we were excited. We're excited. Uh, Rihanna was excited to have that young man. We seem to have, we be able to do those type of things. Uh, you know, and, and we love this show to have, to be able to have the platform to, to give advice uh from old sages. So we're going to do a show where we have some of the old heads, some of the first. We have Nate Holden on, and we'll have some of the others that are on that were one of the first uh, uh, African-Americans to be on the Los Angeles uh, City Council. We'll have uh, uh, Ralph uh, White uh, was uh, the first first black to be on the Stockton um, uh, City Council. Uh, we will have we'll have a lot of the state. 
Let's just put it that way. We'll have a lot of the first. We're coming to give you some advice, and um, we'll also have some young activists that are millennials that are doing things, Reza and others. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, um, when you look at when you look at this, and you think to yourself, you know. I have committed to bringing the school board and the city council together. That is an amazing feat. And I think that, you know, many people are going to jump on board uh, when they find out that you have committed to bringing Compton back together. And I'm just excited about it. I'm just excited about it. Uh, I have a couple of surprises for you, and we're going to see if we can get them in uh, because it's just, to me, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing that, you know, um, you are the person that deserves to wear the title mayor. And I think young people are going to be proud to have a native son to bring us together. I am I am so, so disappointed in the division. I am so, so disappointed in, you know, us not moving forward. You know, I won't be here forever. And I would like for my legacy to be, you know, I supported young people in making a difference and making change. So that's where I am. And uh, I, I just say, you know, I am excited <laughs> to know that you're going to go ahead and do this. This is amazing. Um, wow. It's like a family. Wow. Awesome. I'm excited also. It's something, yeah. something for the people, something that we need, you know, something for, so for our progress. You know, when you when you think about that, I mean, when you think about it, it's a, it's big, it's big. Um, most people don't want to do the work. Most people don't want to do the work. And you're willing to do the work, so I take my hat off to you. And I am proud, proud, proud. I know there's going to be support coming from everywhere uh, when they find out that, you know, you actually said yes and that you'll run. I know there's some people that's already scared and some people that are mad and some people that are uh, just... um, I think that people people get to a place where um, they they get they get comfortable and then some people they be they get tired of fighting 
and they just say forget it. I'm not I'm not going to uh I'm not gonna continue this. I'm just I'm going to I'm gonna call it a day. You know. Um I'm glad that you I'm glad that you know that uh this is a good thing for you to do. I have to. It's it's what giving me strength. I love it. You know, having that excitement to open doors and build platforms and work together. And, you know, you know, be held accountable. You know, it's just it's all about you know that that what you can bring to a team, and that's what I'm excited about. What I bring to a team, I bring teamwork and skills. Wow! 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 Really? So, Mike, when you when you made up your mind that you would do it, because this is a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, yeah. We speaking. You know, I think I can understand. Yeah, because when I put up, yeah, I'll finish. You finish the question. I'll wait. Was there any apprehension? You know, they kept calling and kept bugging you and kept bugging you. But was I mean at, at any time did you say you know what I I can't sacrifice my time my life you know for somewhere that I've been when you were when you were in Atlanta and other places that you know that you had become comfortable to come back to the city of Compton and be the mayor was it scary to do it? Yes, very scary. You know, it's putting yourself vulnerable, making yeah. yourself vulnerable to you know to say you say you're worthy and put your resume out there to say I'm worthy of this position. You know, so yeah, it's real scary. You know, but I'm that guy that that runs down on kickoff. You know, I can play the the L four. You know, kickoff to people that don't know sports. That's the guy in the beginning of the game when they start the game. He runs down and runs through everybody just to get to the ball to make the tackle so that uh, he has had a lot of, have a lot of pride and a lot of faith in you know his mission there you know besides the game you know before all that you know he's understanding why he's even here so I'm that guy that runs out on kickoff and you know can put my pride and you know my faith and and you know just my my skills right there and, and achieve my goal and run down and make the play so Besides all the you know scary tingly stuff that makes you you know second guess your your opinion, <laughs> shoot, I put that aside when it comes to you know committing to a situation, and I'm committing to help my my young brother that that when I when I was growing up in Compton, when I came back to Compton, I used to go on the streets and you know we gathered ten kids and we're playing five on five in the front you know in the front yard, you know. You know, there's little kids that, you know, we just playing, and I got to tell them to stop cussing. I got to call his granny, and, you know, I got to tell them, hey, you can't even play because you're cussing too much. And sit them down wherever everybody else plays. And then them, him apologizing and then keep playing, not cussing. You know, just having those situations on random times in the city and, you know, just being a part of that environment. So I am here to help my brothers. I'm here to help my sisters, and I'm here to listen to my elders. I'm here to understand and 
I'm here for action, even though who's who. I didn't walk from Compton Boulevard, up Compton Boulevard, to the train station. I didn't take the train to Long Beach, to the school, to the bus, you know. So I definitely understand the culture. I understand the culture. I care for Compton. You know, I know we need these things. I know we need affordable housing. I know we need a better space to breathe in. We need better visuals. We need cleaner streets. We understand this. You know, and that's coming from a homebred kid. I wouldn't have made it to my profession if I didn't have confidence built me. So I have nothing else more to offer than my full efforts and my life to rebuilding the city where my my son can come and drive through safe and, you know, have good healthy places to eat food at and, you know, clean streets to drive through and, you know, you know, good courts to go to, good, you know, event space. You know, this is so many things. You know, we're creative city. And we know what a good city looks like. We have our examples of what working cities look like. So, um, but, yeah, Compton's a growing city, and Los Angeles is a growing city. And Mike Willis is back in his city, and I love my city. You know, that's around Compton. They know I love them. I did nothing more than stay back in my city and deal with my nonprofit and show up at the parking ranks to, you know, show my concern for what is our next step. Okay, let's go to park every park and have these events, have these football events. Let's go to the schools and bring the charger balls and bring the shirts and have events, you know, have them paint their face and have them, you know, compete and, you know, give them prizes and stuff. So, you know, we can do this thing on a, on a, on a bigger platform and we can really, you know, get what we need to rebuild Compton, you know, really work together as a full machine, you know. A full machine works, not a machine that has a piece of it not working. So, you know, once we get a full machine in Compton, you know, everybody can have their, their, their thoughts about what we need to do, but we all know action steps. We understand that there's certain things that need to be done, and we can discuss this and we can take action with urgency. And I feel, you know, being connected and working together, that will make everything move smoothly. So, so yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be scared. I'll be scared, but I ain't scared. I'm, I ain't scared no more. <laughs> Rihanna. I know you're there. Rihanna, I know you're there. What are you doing? It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Do you have any questions? For me? No, I was asking Rihanna. That's my, she's probably with the baby right now, but she is my sound person, my engineer, my, oh, she does everything. So I want my uh, people to know that you can go on my Facebook. Uh, Mike Willie has his own Instagram. That's Mike Willie official page. And uh, you can go to that page. And I I just put something up on my Facebook uh, about his commercial that was done. Mike, tell us a little bit about the commercial. It was a commercial with Banana Republic, you know, a great team over there. I made a, they was amplifying voices, and, you know, I, I got to amplify my voice and just speaking a little bit and putting a short visual together for them, you know, it was, it was what we needed, you know, to get my point across it. You know, I am from Compton, and I want Compton to have his best Compton. So, but it was a great video for Nana Republic, you know, amplify, amplify my voice. Right. Rihanna, I, I sent that to you. If you could get that up on our uh, Blog Talk USA 
post, put it posted on on our page, on our website. Uh, I, I think that I know that you're going to make a, a great mayor, and uh, I know the current mayor very well. Uh, I consider her a little sister, and I'm going to uh, welcome my uh, godson uh, as the mayor when he becomes the mayor of Compton. Um, I think that uh, we have had eight years, and I believe that it has been uh, very divisive, and there's been a lot of fighting, but the progress has been minimal. And, you know, I can't sit back and, and, and say that all of the infighting that has taken place uh, is, is a positive thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was told today that, you know, if you consider her your sister, how can you support your godson? I said, in families, you have to have a pecking order. And when someone is driving the car, if you keep getting flat tires and you keep ending up on the side of the road and you're not moving forward, you have to switch drivers. If you have family that are in-laws, sometimes in-laws become outlaws. So, so it is what it is. Um, I'm, I'm, but one person. And uh, when people kept coming and kept coming, I've been asked to run for mayor. I've been asked to run for city council. I've told people that that is not my desire. My calling that God has given me, I've taken it. I've taken the lumps, the beats, the the, the ridicules, the the knives in my back, the gunshots, and all other things. We've been taking eight and a half years of prison. But uh, I will be obedient to God. And it does. it's not my desire to hold elective office. Uh, that is what is given to those who are obedient, that listen. Uh, Mike said something about those kids when he was training the kids. Uh, teaching them how to play football five on five, and the one that was doing the cussing, he would set them out. Well, that was what would happen to me. Because even as the bishop, if you tread on my feet, you gonna get cussed out and probably you know something else. So God keeps me in the lane that I'm in, and you know, as an archbishop, I have to curse out many bishops and and ministers and politicians and, and, and people that, you know, and I take my job that God has given me very seriously. And for those who don't understand, let me break it down a little bit more for you. So you have prophets and you have preachers. A preacher preaches to the congregation and he goes to God on their behalf. A prophet gets his walking papers and his narratives from God, and he takes those warnings to the people. So there is a big difference. My boss allows me to cut. Because, see, I have a nervous condition. And, and to keep me from having a stroke or a heart attack, I get to use profanity. 
and delivering my message. So if you don't like it, take it up with my boss. I only have one. And so, therefore, you know, it would be inappropriate for me to sit there as an elected official and have to hold my tongue or have to look like Donald Trump as I cuss out people and the people will shake their head and say, is he is he Uh Yeah. So I don't think it really makes too well to have a person on a dais and using profanity and talking halfway like you're an ex-mob boss and halfway like you are a statesman. So I'll take my position that I have as an ombudsman, as the ombudsman general. And I'm pretty sure that many of you who have any family members in the military, you know that there's a whole lot of cursing that goes along. Go with it. A couple of cigars as well. So, Mike, (laughs) I'm going to say you're a very uh, polite young man. You have pride in the city of Compton. And, um, you know, it's not a necessity. We've proven that for the last eight years for you to be born and raised here. It's not a litmus test. But I think that for one thing, you know, when you are born and raised in the city of Compton and you know that their people need your help, you're less inclined to just be about me, my, and I. And I know that's not a part of your character. I will stand with you. I will stand for you. I will stand behind and in front of you. And I will say that you deserve to be the mayor. And I believe in my heart and soul that God has ordained you to be the mayor of Compton. So I want to say this to all of those who may now begin to look and find out uh, what may be wrong with Mike. Let me say this. I've never met a perfect man in my whole entire life, including myself. And if I ever meet a perfect man, I'm going to run from him because it's the Antichrist. We have had people to dress themselves up and, and use very nice intellectual words and and quote scriptures and also to quote really, really wise people. And when the end of the day, we have them indicted on charges. That is the history of Compton. So there are some people that hold on to the Bible in one hand and your checkbook in the other. Mike has cash if anything. He didn't come here to steal. And he down sure didn't come here to run for higher office or to make a million dollars on your uh, uh, bonds and taxes. So I'm going to support him. I'm going to say, look out, world. Here he comes. It's Mike Willie, the mayor. The mayor, not the, 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 the. For all of those who want to support, uh, Mike will be getting his uh, email addresses, his websites, and all those things together in the next couple of weeks. Um, and he'll be taking your concerns. Uh, we are going to be announcing uh, uh, the campaign, and in doing so, we'll be announcing what he'll be doing and how you can participate. It doesn't matter if you live in uh, Talawachi, Florida, or Calabasas, or in Africa, you can be a part of this campaign. 
because it's going to be an international story about how a NFL player came home than right. Many of you know that Compton has been on the most dangerous cities list for many years. In 2005 and 2007, I came down and I worked to make sure that Compton was off of the uh, most dangerous cities list. Um, We have worked hard to stop the murders and the gang banging and the tragedy of, of the loss of life. And, you know, when you have division in the house, then the kids and the family are not on one accord. We need someone to bring the city of Compton together. We need to embrace all of our citizens. We need to embrace all of our public officials. We need to embrace all of our churches and those people who have access to the vulnerable. And we need to bring and strengthen the relationships that we have in all of our municipalities. So I'm looking forward to this, not just this campaign, but this revolution of of bringing the native son home. Welcome home, Mike Willie. Welcome home. Sir, thank you. Definitely know it's about to happen. So we have a lot of people. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting, oh, my goodness. I'm just going to stroll down uh, Miss Hollis, uh, Denise uh, Delay, Delaney, uh, uh, Eddie Barber, uh, Cecil Rambo, uh, Mayor Albert Robles, uh, Roosevelt Klein, uh, Chancey Spencer, uh, Jacob, the young Jacob, uh, Riza Islam, uh, Kat, uh, was this, uh, Cynthia Makem, uh, Sky Fisher, uh, oh man, Darren from Congresswoman Bass's office, uh, UPS and Mrs. Stanford. People are, t- people are excited. Ah, Anita Baker, Isaiah Cooper. Uh, oh wow, we we are getting caught. people are excited. Mike, this is great news. This is great, great news. This is great news. People are excited about this. You, I mean, I can't wait till we officially get out there and get your paperwork done and say, "Hey, little buddy, what you gonna do?" Oh, we got, we got. Uh, uh, let me Bishop. Hey! And he better it is it better end up it better end with Guillory. And you know it. Well, that's what I'm gonna say it's a false one. I know that's right. Listen, we're on the radio live. I have I have Mike Willie here, uh former, former NFL charger. But you know, I wanna let everybody know that Roosevelt Klein is a broker and, and but he's from Compton. And when we were at uh, Kelly Elementary and little Roosevelt Elementary School, uh, uh, Junior High School, I used to cheat off his paper. He was one of the smartest brothers. He was one of the smartest brothers in the class. And then I can't think of her name. Uh, Miss Walker, Miss Hamilton. Miss Hamilton. Boy, yeah, Miss Hamilton. Miss Hamilton caught me cheating off his spelling test, and she moved me so I couldn't cheat off of Rose. I was so mad. She put him in front of me instead of me behind him. How you doing, Ro? I can't complain at all. How about yourself, sir? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Listen, I, I wanted to let you know that Mike Willie is coming back to Compton to run for the mayor in 2021. All right. 
All right. So I got to support. We're going to have the Chargers. We're going to have the Chargers. And we're going to have Mike Willie in the city of Congress. What do you think? So can can we get the tickets? (laughs) So, so Mike, do we get, do do, do the people get, do the people get tickets to go see the Chargers now? I'm just joking. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. So, so, so Mike, uh, Roe is a very successful broker. His brother started out selling houses, uh, Century 21, and then he started saying, hey, you know what? Uh, I can make more people get into affordable houses if I was a broker. And I said, go for it, Roe. Next thing I know, man, he had more brokers in front of him than was working at the office that he was a, when he was a realtor. You know, so it's going to be wonderful some of the ideas that you have to bring medium income people back to the city. Because, Ro, what we were talking about is those towers that are in Long Beach that's called the Pike. I would love to see us go up in the city of Compton, go up in the city of Compton that will bring people back to the city of Compton. You know, it's important that we think about all of those, you know, low-income But We have enough low-income housing. It's time yeah. for us to have some high-income housing because, yeah. you know, if you're always thinking low-income housing, then you never get high-income housing. And I think that we should just go up. You know, let, let, let's, let's turn it up, you know. I, I want to go all the way up. I want my phone not to work. I want to be able to say I would have told you, but my phone wasn't working. I was on a twin mm-hmm. book. Yeah, you know, and Bishop, you've been actually, that's been your vision for years. You know, we have talked about that for years, and I, I totally agree. You know, we have to stop thinking this so low, and everything's built just for low, and let's bring it up. Let's bring more money to the city. You know, beautiful city. Yes. The best city, when you look at their company, is the best city around. That's why everybody wants to come back. We're close yeah. to all freeways. We don't have to worry about earthquakes getting right. flooded. You know? Right. And so, yeah, that's... um. Let's do that. I most definitely want to be a part of want to be a part of your vision. Well, we want it's part of it's a part of the Compton. You know, when he said, "Ro," when he first of all, when they started asking, all the people started calling me and say, "Hey, get in touch with Mike Willie. Call him and ask him if you run for mayor." I said, "He's in Atlanta. You don't want to be bothered with." Listen, I said, "Listen, let me. I will talk to him, and I will see if he'll come. And he'll sit down." But when he said, he said, "Listen." What needs to take place is we got to start thinking about it like a team. Mm-hmm. And he started giving football analogies. And, Ro, I thought about us and things that we had talked about before. I started thinking, wow, to have a dynamite brother to come back and sell high-income uh, 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 townhouses, not townhouses, condos, uh-huh. because – we, we, I, I want us to to recognize that there's a lot of people that will spend seven hundred thousand dollars on a sky rise. They do it every day, mm-hmm. and I I know you can sell them, couldn't you, Ro? Yes, of course. That'd be easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let me let me tell you. You know, um, actually. I think they have one of the first homes right now that just put up on the market in the city of Compton for five ninety nine. 
Wow. Three bedrooms, two baths. It's about maybe 14, 15 square feet uh, investors, so it's remodeled. But Compton is already averaging uh, two bedrooms, one baths are going anywhere between like 415 to 460. Wow. 800 square foot home. So right. seven, eight, seven, seven, eight hundred thousand would be a piece of cake. As long as it's in the right area, right with the right, you know, with the right backing, it would sell quickly. Right. See. I've always I've always been thinking that towers need to be by the freeway, yeah, where people can get, come on and they can get off. Mm-hmm. They can come into their their housing units, you know. And if this if this is a twenty eight thirty story building, and you have a promenade deck, you have you have a gym, you have a, you know a bar, you have all these things that are inclusive. Mm-hmm. And people want to be able to get downtown. People want to be able to, when they come, I mean, I know a lot of corporate uh, companies would buy them so that when they bring employees into the state, they have a place for them. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you, I mean, you, you have everything going to be going on in, in, in at the stadiums in Inglewood, Everything is always going to be going on in downtown L.A. We have to start thinking of going up. So while everybody else is talking low-income housing and affordable, we don't want it to be affordable. We want it to be high in the sky, and then that will balance because everybody's complaining about the taxes. So you got to get a tax base. If you don't bring a tax base back, then you're going to lose it. I'm not saying that homeless people don't have a place somewhere, but let's put them in shelters, but we got to, we got to stop the bleeding. So, you know, that, that, that is what it should be for anybody who says, can we resurrect Compton? The Renaissance, when they did it in Harlem, when they did it in Brooklyn, it went from building up. It didn't go for dragging everything down to the bottom. So I remember those days when Compton had people, uh, fathers working at the shipyards and Hughes, McDonnell Douglas. And when I seen the success of our class uh, role, that you can make it. The three of us made it. And if we could be a beacon of our light for others that make it and feel comfortable with coming back, mm-hmm. they're going to have to have housing for suitable for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, Ro, we're going to count you in. We're going to call you in, bro, so that we can start talking to the developers, looking at uh, uh, land and talking about where we're going to build these towers because – uh, I, I think that this could be uh, 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 for us, by us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, Captain so, actually has some. Captain got some land right now that they that they're giving. I have to. I, I pull it up uh, next week and and give you guys more as far as the locations exactly where it's at. Yeah, we we've seen those. Uh, if you look at it, they put those proposals, and that's another thing that I, you know, it's not a job of the mayor to do certain things. Mm-hmm. But I do have a problem when you get land like they have and they give a month 
for these proposals to come in. So now either you already have proposals that you're going to accept for this, but how do you do a proposal on that many acres of land and you only give the people a month? You can't even do soil samples in a month. You can't even do a, 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 a real authentic analysis in a month. And you're asking, they're asking for the proposal and plans. And no guarantee as well. Right, right. And you're going to put this money up, draw plans, and then they're going to look at all the different plans and say, okay, no, we, we don't want that over here. Whereas if they should, well, talk about what, um, what's wrong with this administration. All I can say is this, Ro, far too long in the city of Compton, we have let developers come in here and they rob and rape the community and they just leave. And I have many stories of that, but it's not for the radio. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. <laughs> well, actually it is. You know, but I, 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 looked at, I looked at what the back in the day when Britt Mitchell had Britt Mitchell Chevrolet over there in Alameda. Mm-hmm. And he was the youngest uh, dealership owner in the nation at 27 years old. And the city of Compton started going to hell for me. Uh, I'm going to let you go, Mike. Is there anything else you want to say before we let you go? Uh, no, I want to just say I'm proud to, you know, be in this position that, you know, help to help the city that I grew up in, help the city that that raised me. So besides that, I'm just I'm just coming to help my team, building the team, to helping the team with to bring my attributes. So I love well, confidence and that that's going to be understood. I'll make sure that you get Rose's number, Rose get your number. We go to lunch. And we're going to have to pull up some uh, developers in uh, row. So uh, I, I, I'm i interested in that pike over there on 444 yeah, Boulevard. All right. So I want to thank you, uh, Mike, for being on the show, for your announcement. And we're going to get to work from here. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Bishop. All right. Appreciate it. Set the plan. Can't wait to meet you. All right, Rod, give me a call either Monday or Tuesday, bro, bro. Okay, you got it. All right, bro. All right. Thanks. Okay, take care. Uh-huh. Right, you have been listening to the Ombudsman Pressure. I'm your host, Bishop L.J. Guillory, and we are excited. Yeah, we brought it right here. Uh, you heard it first right here on our show. We don't play. We get down, and we fight the great fight. Uh, we are excited to make sure that we're cutting edge. And if there's something that can be said or done, that will bring a positive outcome, let me always be the first to, to throw my hat in the race and in the ring. I'm I'm here. This is what I was born to do. I'm excited about it. I love it, and I love that we can continue to bring people together. I was excited when my classmate uh, rang me uh, and texted me. Uh, Ro- Roosevelt Klein is the name. And I'm excited uh, to always. My favorite hey, videographer. How are you doing, sir? I'm hanging in there. Thank you for asking. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're live on the Ombudsman Press Show. And I just had Mike Willie on. Uh, we had him on for an hour, actually, an hour and a half. Wow. Wow. Uh, and- Is he running for uh, mayor or something? Mayor of the city of Compton. Yes, absolutely. 
and and we're excited. So I got to get you to meet him, and uh, you know you you got to meet him. He did a. Uh, in fact, I'm going to send you a copy of uh, or what he did with the Banana Republic. Uh, he he's a hometown hero. Yeah, by, by, by the way, you know the Banana Republic. I checked them out. They don't actually have any bananas. <laughs> hey, listen, people. I want you all to know that Eddie Barber has been a friend of mine for more than 30 years. He was a friend of Vinny, my godfather, Vinny Bergman. And uh, we, we, I mean, I just, I just sent you that clip um, from his uh, Instagram from Banana Republic. Um but uh, uh, he has done a number of public service announcements, and he has worked with almost everybody in the business. He's a great guy. I've been promising to get down to the studio, but I've been busy. Hey, uh, you heard about our friend Tommy uh, Tiny Liston, right? Yeah, he he unfortunately he's not with us anymore. Well, in 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 our hearts he is, but um, right. And in our minds, but that's about it. Yeah, he was he was he was my homeboy as we called each other. He was my double homeboy from here in Compton as well as from Texas. And uh so it it was funny, I would be in Texas and he would call me and he said, Man, would you stop by my mama house? She got something for you to pick up, bring back to me. So of course I'm thinking it's a box of books and some you know, some you know, a duffel bag. It'll be some pies. So I'll be like, wait a minute. I'm not going back to California for a few months. She said, oh, well, don't worry. Uh, just eat those eat. up. Right. She said, eat those up and then just come back before you leave, and I'll give you something to take to him. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. But, yeah, tiny. was nothing tiny about him. Yeah, he's a big, big man with a big heart, like a gentle giant. Heart. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, Eddie, I can't wait for you. Mike Willie, Mike Willie, that's Eddie Barber. Say hi. Eddie Hello. Barber. Hey, how's it going? Hanging in there. Thank you for asking. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm just hanging uh, in there, enjoying the rest of my day. Yay. Um, best, best of luck on the, on the campaign. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going to keep my faith because, you know, it's what I really want and I know I can make a difference. You know, I, I know well, I can make a difference. Well, did Bishop tell you at all about our IPOC? Uh, no, no. Um, I think he maybe, I know he mentioned it to me, but. The, no, the no. independent, the independent police oversight commission. Bishop, oh, yeah. may I, may I yeah. share with him a little bit? Absolutely. Okay. So you know how there's all this craziness going on with all the police brutality and civil unrest, and we all yeah. know that the vast majority of the police are really good people, and they're who we always call when there's a problem, but there's a few bad apples, and those few bad apples seem to be a little bit like, I don't know, bullies or don't have their heads screwed on straight, but we all know from school that – the bullies behave themselves and are pretty pretty nice people when the principal's around. So, yes. so um, we've never had all the pieces of the puzzle to solve the police brutality problem, and now we pretty much have them all. And all we mostly need to do now um, 
is the the very very last piece, which is to um, you know, get the folks in power, you know, like the mayors, the council members, the protective leagues, the police union, and everybody on board with the solution. And the solution is basically this. And I know you know we're on the radio and we don't have much time, so I'll kind of give you the quickie version. Hmm. The solution is that um, we make body cameras mandatory. We, um, well, let me back up a moment. We um, form IPOC commissions across the country and around the world. They're independent police oversight commissions. And we, we, um, we get these commissions in, you know, every city, every municipality, everybody, anybody that's got a police presence. And um, we make it mandatory that they have body cams. We, you know, another, and the, you know how like they don't go out on patrol if their um, gun's not working or they don't have their vest or their car's not working. It's got to be the same thing with the body cam. If you you, yeah. you don't have a working body cam, you don't leave the the station. You you stay in the office. Yes. Um, uh, another thing that we do is um, we um, tr- we uh, do PSAs and train the public and encourage them to basically have their cell phones on you know, lanyards hanging around their neck and have their cell phones on a program where it's constantly uh, recording, writing, and rewriting so that if, God forbid, anything happens, it's recorded on the public side as well. And we also encourage and train the public to anytime they see any, you know, police unusual activity, uh, you know, turn on your phone and record it because you don't know what's going to happen. and we have the, um, you know, every day the folks with IPOC will get the, you know, footage from the body cams and go through all the footage. And if anything is unusual, you know, good or bad, they make note of it. And uh, if anything bad happens, then we, you know, have the, uh, you know, appropriate channels to, you know, get the appropriate disciplinary um actions taken care of um and there's more to it but i don't have the sheet in front of me that i wrote it's a two-page thing um but it's 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 basically you know the kind of thing where um uh you know if they know they're on camera they'll behave and the ones that are you know that are issues will um you know hopefully be weeded out and another piece of it, by the way, that Bishop brought to my attention, it's a brilliant idea, is um, Bishop, can I tell him a little bit about the insurance? Hello? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So another piece of the puzzle is insurance. You know how currently um, if a cop does something stupid, you know, like whack somebody or whatever, um, the city gets sued, the city pays for it, you know, it's a big mess. Well, you know how most professionals like myself and doctors and plumbers and carpenters and contractors, we all have to have liability insurance? Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Under IPOC, one of, the, one of the mandates and one of the requirements would be that police have their own insurance. So it's just like, you know, um, a, uh, a, a driver's license. If you you know, speed and you get an, uh, get tickets or whatever, then your insurance goes up. Well, it's going to be the same thing. If there are, 
you know, complaints or issues or whatever with an officer, then their insurance goes up. And as long as they're, you know, know, keeping it clean and doing what they're supposed to do, their insurance would be affordable. And Mm -hmm. God forbid anything happens or an officer, you know, does something stupid that they shouldn't do or whatever, then it's their insurance, not the city, not our tax dollars paying out millions in in, um, awards. It's their insurance company. So, so there's there's a there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, and I believe currently I haven't checked it lately, but I believe currently we've got a um, website up um, under um, ipoc dot I'm sorry ipocla.org, and that's our um, you know Los Angeles. Um, charter or commission and our plan is to get it in every city so ideally if um you or should i say when you become mayor hopefully you'll uh you know get in, get involved with us to help us get the um you know the the, the compton charter going yes yeah i feel, I feel that's a, that sounds like a great plan amazing plan you know because it's all about people connecting with you know, the laws and, you know, we can get some accountability for the police department, the sheriffs, you know, doing their job and, you know, and, and being good people to the community, then that's going to make everybody work together. And you'll see how Absolutely. violence change. Absolutely. And again, I apologize because I don't have it in front of me and it's two pages, but I would love to send you a copy of it. If you'll get Bishop to send me your email address, I'll send you the two pages and you can see it in more detail than I can um, share right now because I'm a little absent-minded and kind of in the middle of a production. Okay. Okay, Roger that. Um, we'll get that We'll get that uh, email to you ASAP, man. I would love to All get right. over that. That's Th- thank, thank you so much. I'm sure you've got more other stuff to talk about and discuss, so I will let you go. I will bow out now, and I thank you so much for being so generous with your time. And, Bishop, thank you so much for uh, for giving me this opportunity. No problem. I will be talking to you. It was great talking to you. It was my pleasure. And again, best of luck with the election. Thank well, you'll you. be a part of it. Don't worry I'll about talk it. Soon. I'll talk soon. All good. right. Looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Right here, I told you, I promised you that we're going to always have a great show for you. William Buzz and Press Show. Uh, like I said, Eddie Barber is a producer. He is the editor. He is the man. We've been knowing him for some time, and uh, he has he is a great friend of my godfather, Vinny, and uh, we have we have a lot of history together. So I just want you all to know. I've been receiving all these emails and saying, hey, Bishop, what's going on? So I said, okay, hey, let's have Mike on the show. Let's go ahead and let everybody know this is what we're doing. This is what's up. So, Mike, are you excited now? Man, I'm so excited. It ain't even a word. You know, I'm more in the game mode. It's like, you know, when you have excitement, when you think about, all right, let me do this. But now it's more, okay, game mode. You know, I'm, I'm catching extra, you know, I'm doing the extra work to, make me eligible to do my job and bring in what I, I plan to offer. So I'm just locking yeah. the game up. I'm excited, but, you know, it's more focused. You know, more focused. Yes, well, I am so glad 
that you are focused. I'm excited. I don't know about you people, but let me just tell you this. Anybody that know me, you know what that means. That's it. That's when I win my games, when I'm playing my uh, dominoes. And I'll say, that means it's over. I'm the winner. Game done. <laughs> Game over. So, Rihanna, I know that you're with the baby. Is Colin asleep yet? Is What's going on, Rihanna? I can't believe my sister. Rihanna. Well, we have a special uh, uh, new member to the family. Young Colin, is, he's been eaten. And uh, so <laughs> when, he's, when he's eaten, she can't do much of anything because she tries to put him to sleep. So it's a three-hour difference. So it's pretty late back there. So we'll let her continue to take care of the little young, soon-to-be president in 35 years. You know. So getting back to you, Mike, I, I just wanted to I knew that you were <laughs> you heard uh that I was still on the phone uh with some people. I have all these text messages and I mean how does it make you feel that everybody is more excited or as excited about you running than you are? I'm just in game mode. You know when when the ball is coming to you in football, if I put it in football terms, when the ball is coming to you, you know, you're excited but you know, you're not really going to be smiling and doing that at certain points in that, that walk to the line to, to go catch that touchdown. Literally, okay. I'm getting ready to catch the football. And then when I catch it, it's a touchdown. So that's more of a game mode. So, you know, the coaches will be excited because they know they got this type of player in the game. You know, the teammates will be excited because they have this type of player in the game. You know, the quarterback will be excited because they have this type of player in the game. So, really, I'm excited. I'm more excited, but I get too excited, then I can't focus on what I need to do. I can't read the coverage. I can't do my release. I can't look where his hands is coming to me it's trying to stop me from getting off the ball. So, literally, I'm focused. I know the ball is getting thrown to me, and I'm going to catch the ball. And I'll dance when I catch it. You'll get that excitement that everyone, my teammates and my coaches are, are giving, you know. So, even opponents, you know, the opponents, uh, you know, you know, raise their hands with this one when I catch it because it's, it's a family play, you know. It's no one's getting left out. So even though you, you do go to that battle, you still, like I said, shake the hands, you know, and wow. still be friends, you know, because still got other games to play. That's right. That's right. And and, and we want to let, you know, our family over there at the Browns' house know it's nothing personal. It's just nothing. it's just nothing. needed, you know. Uh, I have nothing but love for everybody. It's just mine. <laughs> you know, and it's not personal. I mean, I want everyone to know me helping my godson. It's not me helping Compton. That's what's personal. And I have to do this. I have to help the city of Compton. And, uh, you know, but we have no ill will. And uh, we, we're we going to run a very clean Campaign talking about what we want to do in the city of Compton, what we're going to do, you know, with the people, what we're going to work with the people to do. 
you know, and uh, that's just that, you know. Book up, book up, just like that. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I am certain that this broadcast will be heard again and again and again. So, Mike, you better get ready for it because I know a lot of people are going to download this and they're going to, they're going to be listening and listening and listening. And when they're listening, I want them to hear this. I will do whatever it takes to give this young man an opportunity to leave this city. And and God is going to – and a lot of people, you claim to know God and you use God and you say – you even lie on God because he's probably the most lied upon person entity in the world. God told you this and God told you that. I'm going to just tell you this. Wait and see. And God going to show you what his desire and what he ordained. Um, I believe that it is time for change. And that change has been ordained. And uh, when God has placed people in uh, position that that there's no power on this universe in this universe that is more stronger than, than, than the omnipotent power of God it's Compton's turn to move forward Definitely. and to move up we're moving on up and Mike I'm, I'm so glad it, it, it's, it takes courage to say that you're willing to build Compton up. You know, build Compton up. Build Compton up. Because everybody else has been tearing it down. Tearing it down. It's time to build it up with the pride of Tartar. That the Tartar. You know, did you know that Compton College uh, mascot is the Tartar, a warrior? And the Compton Tar Babes is the baby warrior. That warrior has a sword, and he fights for truth and justice. He fights for what is right. So we see you as the Tartar. We see you as that that person who's come back to build this community up and to make right for all those wrongs. That that has led this city down the path. So that's a lot of weight on your shoulders, but we'll get it done. Uh, last words: We're right here at the point of the hour, and uh, so we have to close out. But uh, Mike, thank you very much. The word on the street is Compton elect Mike Willie for mayor, 2021. You heard it right here on the Ombudsman Press Show first. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. Catch us next time. Rihanna, take us home.